All right. Um, good evening. This is Carolyn F. from Minnesota, which hasn't decided it's spring yet. Um, and my phone number is 612-558-1556. Um, <clears throat> I am a gratefully recovering compulsive overeater. Um, I... After starting OA in 1980, I finally became abstinent on June 25, 2001. I have been abstinent from that time, and I have released, um, right now it's like uh, I go between 100 and 105 pounds um, of weight that I've maintained. Uh, it took me two years to lose um, that weight. Uh, but I have maintained it since that time. Um, I guess uh, I will tell you my story from uh, when I was a young child. Uh, I believe I was somewhat doted on. I was the first child, um, actually the only girl. Uh, and I, uh, you know, I was dressed almost every day in a, little, uh, you know, ironed dress. Um, so then I had uh, my wonderful brother when I was about two, but he was born weighing a little over three, to- uh, three pounds. And I believe that uh, he took a lot of care. And this little two-year-old didn't quite understand, even though she loved her little brother, didn't quite understand I think, why um, I wasn't getting all the attention, so to speak. And I, I found myself drawn to food, and I think particularly sugary things. There's a story of me making steps out of drawers um, in our kitchen, the lower cabinets, uh, so that I made them step so I could get onto the up to, onto the counter and make Kool-Aid. And I will guarantee you I did not measure the sugar. Uh, I liked sugar. Um, I, I Food. I used to take the... <laughs> we didn't have a toaster, and so we used a broiler when I was a little girl. And... Oftentimes, the toast would get burnt. And I would always take the toast out and say, oh, I'll give it to the birds. But, you know, I ate the toast. Um, I used to take the white bread that we had at the time, and I'd put it in my hand, and I, that bread went back to dough, honest to Pete. And I would sneak it into bed and eat that. Um, I was always the little niece that was in the kitchen helping the aunties when we had family gatherings. I was drawn to the food and found early on that um, if you said, ooh, that is so good, you always got a little extra. Um, and both of my grandmothers, uh, when we would go visit, because we didn't live in town, we lived um, you know, away, and so we go visit our grandmas, both my mom's mom and my dad's mom, and we'd go to my dad's mom, and 
she would have this special treat on the dining room table waiting for us. And then I'd go to my other grandma's, and she always had, you know, here, here's a little money, you know, go to the store and buy yourself a treat. And, you know, I don't think it took very long for me to equate love with food, um, especially the sweet kind or gooey kind. When I was in seventh grade, I was probably about 25 pounds overweight, and my mother took me to the doctor, and they decided that I needed to go on diet pills. And so here is, uh, you know, a young woman, a young little girl, actually, and she was on diet pills, which back then were speed. That's all it was. And they actually quit giving them to women because they found that they were having strokes, which is also what killed my mother. Uh, She had a stroke. She also smoked. And when I was going through her things after she died and putting things away and you know, taking my mom's clothes out of the closet that my mom and dad shared. Um, In her purse, I found a prescription that had been for me. So for several years, um, and it was probably like five years, uh, my doctor in Omaha had been filling this prescription which was just flat-out speed back then, um, and never seen anyone. And it was just done, you know, he kept refilling the prescription. So um, my story in my teens, not only, you know, I did the diet pills really for a while until I lost the 25 pounds. And then throughout my high school years, you know, I was on every diet that kind of came along. It was... I don't know, it's what my friends and I did. You know, we talked about doing this or that. But it really wasn't too long, and I picked up smoking, uh, like both of my parents. Uh, so I, I like to talk about how I switched addiction from food to other things. And I've done that basically throughout my life. So when I was a teen, I put the food down, and when I wasn't taking the diet pills, then I picked up smoking. And it wasn't too long, um, you know, when we were old enough to get someone to buy booze for us or something, then I also, you know, I, I drank on the weekends. That's kind of what we did. And uh, I got married, had children, and then, oh, it was... Oh, kind of in 1980, and I had been battling this weight gain. Um, after I had children, I didn't always lose all the weight. Uh, <clears throat> so I would, like, go up 25, and then I'd go on a diet, and many of them are the typical pay-and-way play, uh, diets or diet places that are around. But I never lost as much weight as I gained. So my weight kept creeping up. And in 1980, I read about 
Dear, I read about OA in Dear Abby. And so I thought, well, you know, I'll, I'll go try that. I'll, I'll go see what this has to say. Because I knew I was like overeating, I, you know, that was, and sneaking food. Um, I made a lot of Christmas goodies um, and I ate the majority of it. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's just the way it was. And so I went to OA uh, for the first time in 1980. And what I did is what I call drive-by OA, which I'll define as I went to a meeting a week. The meeting was an hour. Um, We read from a book. And what I found was... um, It it was just like a group of friends, and it was like a little diet club. And we never, um, you know, I've never seriously uh, had a sponsor. I said I had a sponsor, but um, I, you know, just um, I saw her at the meeting, didn't call her every day, like I believe OA recommends that we talk to our sponsor every day. Um, The food plan I had was the gray sheet back then, which was really unhealthy. Um, I don't believe it really had any fat in it, and we need fat and we need healthy fats in our food plans. And then not seriously working the steps. You know, I think we read about them, and I did a four-step once and uh, did, uh, it was a retreat, uh, did the fourth step, and then I gave my fifth step to um, a priest because I did it at the Cynical in Wyzetta, which is no longer there, but that was a Catholic um, retreat center. Uh, so I was in OA for about seven years, <clears throat> and I was down um, in weight. I think I lost like 40-some pounds, but I probably should have lost 20 more, uh, but I was looking pretty good. And, I, you know, I kind of get to think, oh, well, you know, I'm looking pretty good. I've got this under control. Uh, so I don't think I need to go there anymore. You know, I'm busy, right? Um, just don't have time. I had four kids. Um, you know, I was looking pretty good. And then I went into what I call my 13-year slide into hell, where I ended up gaining, and I'm really not sure what my top weight was, um, but a documented weight at my doctor's office on an annual, which, of course, I had been, like, hard for two weeks before I went, um, which is what I would do because I was ashamed of how much I... Uh, So over 100 pounds overweight, I had high blood pressure, I had life-threatening sleep apnea, um, severe acid reflux, 
that sent me to the hospital a couple of times thinking I was having a heart attack because uh, the pain uh, that you get from that is kind of behind your heart. Um, and, oh, my gosh, I was so, so sad. I was so ashamed. I thought, I do not know why I can't stop eating. Um, you know, I had four beautiful children. I had, uh, you know, a faithful husband that provided for us well. I We had a hobby farm. I had all the animals I ever wanted and wasn't allowed to have as a kid. Uh, but we also didn't live on a Harvey farm after we moved away when I was just a little girl. But I found myself crying outside the barn. And I was just so miserable. But in my head, I thought, you know, if you don't get your act together, Carolyn, you need to go back to OA. And so I went back to OA, and then three things kind of happened. Um one was I was struggling so at OA, and I kept, I just kept not being able to follow a food plan. I kept binging. I kept going for the sugar. And so I had a one-pound bag of, uh, they call them baby carrots, but they're not. They're just peeled. And I had it at work, so I was eating those, and I was crunching, 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 because uh, I was stressed. And my jaw locked up. So I went to the dentist. Uh, he gave me muscle relaxants. But then he sent me to a TMJ doctor. She sent me to a physical therapist for TMJ. She sat across the room for me and said, this, it, this problem is not just physical. It's mental and it's emotional. Now, Mind you, I'd been in the OA rooms for eight years before, and then I was in there, you know, I went back, and I was been in there a few months, and it's like, oh, did not dawn on me. That's what our program is, physical, mental, spiritual. Then um, uh, in Minnesota, we have a, a treatment center um, that pretty famous anyway we went there on Sundays and we heard this just amazing man speak and it was very important for me to hear this talk because he said look you have a disease this is not a lack of willpower you have a disease five minute reminder thank you and then I was down in Dallas, and I was holding my grandson and my granddaughter, and they were about three months old, about a month apart. And I knew if I did not change my life, I would not live to see them grow up. So a program came into town, which is what I've been doing since June 25, 2001, I follow a food plan given to me by a medical professional. I call my sponsor every day. I commit my food. I read and write every day. I also now meditate every day. Um, I use the tools. I go to a meeting. 
at least once a week. And I connect with my fellows because I need to talk to people who know me, who understand what I'm going through. I can say, dang, you know, I felt like I could pull my grandson's, you know, treat out of the garbage and eat it, but I can't, I don't want to do that anymore. And so day by day, by actually using the tools to work the steps and to live a life which Roseanne said was beyond our wildest dreams became possible because I actually worked the OA program with others hand in hand. And that is what has saved my life and that is why I believe that I am here today because I was so desperate and I found hope when I went to a meeting and I heard someone speak that had been abstinent, really abstinent, for 15 years, and I had never heard anyone being able to do that before. And I thought, well, just maybe if she can do it, and she had a lot more kids than I did, she had a very busy life, that if she could do it, just maybe I could. So that is my story, how I was graced with with abstinence because I was so desperate I didn't want to die. And with that, I will close. Did you want to leave your phone number? Yes. This is Carolyn S., My phone number is 612-558-1556.